Welcome to Trek and Observe. I have with me today Arturo, who is a graphic designer, and I have my co-host Bricks. How's everything going, Arturo? Oh, good, good, man. Uh, quarantine life is beautiful. Nice, nice. How about you, Bricks? How's everything going? Everything is going great. Staying at home, trying to get to this money. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, Arturo, one thing we ask all of our guests is, what was one thing you saw recently that inspired you to keep moving forward as a graphic designer? All right, there's this movie I saw not too long ago starring Nicolas Cage called Mandy. It's like a, kind of mm-hmm. an, ex, I, I guess like an extremely violent kind of surreal horror movie. And um, it's like a, a revenge, a surreal revenge movie. And the whole entire movie was kind of like the way they lit it, the visuals, not, not so mm-hmm. much CGI and stuff like that, but like the color grading and stuff that they did with it, just visually almost hypnotic. It, it's crazy. Like the movie's a trip. Like it, it's something, if you're watching it on drugs or something like mm-hmm. that, you're definitely going to trip out. Like <laughs> it, it's, the, it's so colorful. It's crazy. Pretty well done movie, I think. Visually, really crazy. Yeah, I heard about it and I, I've seen some previews. I've never seen the movie, so I'm definitely going to check it out now. It's kind of slow, but at the same time, like you can't take your eyes off of it because it's just so like strikingly uh, hypnotic. They definitely did a good job with it visually. Really, really awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yo, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 17 and over, I guess. So. Yeah, I- I'm definitely going to check it out. It's, yeah. yeah, so as a graphic designer, you take a lot of inspiration from films and, and movies that you've seen. And how do you apply what you see? on screen to if you do get inspiration from, oh yeah inspiration sure. from that how do you apply that to your design process i actually think i, I get most of my uh, inspiration from everything else other than graphic design i think to be honest one thing i i think the problem is is like if you were to go online like behance and all those other kind of like uh, design inspiration websites you see a lot of graphic designers and i think the problem is they they tend to get inspiration from other graphic designers and that's why you mm-hmm. see a lot of the same stuff all the time. You know, we're like, yeah. I, I try not to do that. So if I'm if I'm doing graphic design, I'm trying to get inspired. I'll, I'll look at people that do 3D or even web design and uh, um, kind of see what they're going for there. And actually try mm-hmm. to find a way to um, translate that into graphic design or something. You know, it's like if they're doing something um, crazy, futuristic or techno or some cyberpunk stuff like that, I'll actually try to see what they're doing and then try to translate that to what I'm doing. So it's, it's totally different field, but I get inspired outside the, uh, what everyone else is trying to copy. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. So for the, for the people that don't know mm-hmm. you, can you give a little background of, you know, what type of graphic design? I know graphic design is like a, a big, <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Find your expertise in, or what do you like to do best or talk a little bit about you or what, sure. what you do? I like to kind of keep my uh, um, branches spread out. I, I don't like to just limit to, to graphic design, which is cool, you know, but but I think for a designer nowadays, you kind of got to like branch out and, and do more things. So like I, I do web design also. I'll do motion graphics. I'm dabbling into 3D and stuff like that, you know, that way I try to become like, I guess in a way, the whole package, the more you know, the um, probably the, the more open you're going to be as far as a being able to um, like incorporate different ideas and be more creative and stuff like that, you know? So I try to do it all. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's definitely needed in this market oh, because yeah. 
man, when you look at the job descriptions as designers, mm-hmm. they want you to do everything. I'm like, wait, this is like six jobs <laughs> in one. Exactly. <laughs> How do you expect me to do all that? But hey, you know, they yeah. they are they are asking for that. Mm-hmm. And designers, I remember in the 80s or 90s, <laughs> you know, if you were a designer, you do typography, that's all you do. Yeah. You do layout, that's all you do. You do logo design and branding, that's all you do yep. right now. You have to do everything from sure. logo design to website design, yeah. publication design, to motion graphics, 3D animation, and For sure. app design. So it's a... Uh, we, we do you have think to that's good or bad for the hats. industry? Uh, it's, I think both. It's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, like it, it, is, it is good because it allows like, uh, the companies to really expand as far as the design goes. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I studied graphic design, but I need to know how to do websites too. You know, it's... Um, <laughs> which, which, I mean, the way I see it, if you're really inspired by design and stuff, you probably ain't going to limit yourself to just one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're just a graphic designer and you're trying to get hired at a company, that's going to be pretty hard. Just telling them, I only know how to do graphic design. I don't know how to do websites. I don't know how to do anything with motion or 3D. So, it's, you know, the more you know, the, the better chance you got to get hired, you know? Exactly. Because to them, too, it's about saving money and cutting costs, right? Instead of hiring graphic designer that deals with publication design, right? Strictly with that, and then hire a motion Mm -hmm. or videographer, you know, so they might as well say, hey, you know what? If we find somebody who can actually do all three of these uh, jobs and have the skills, we might as well hire that person. And they save money in the long run. So it's all about sure. economics. And they, like you said, there's some good and bad to it mm-hmm. because I feel like designers don't have the time to specialize in anything no. anymore. So you never will get like a, like a Massimo Vignelli. You'll never get yeah. like a Sagmeister, like or Michael Beirut. Like you'll never get that specialty that somebody who knows branding in and out. Yeah. And then, you know, these guys, man, they're all legendary. Oh, yeah. What they've done in the past and to see how they just specialize in branding, right? Yeah. Or specialize in uh, visual communications, yeah. right? And they, they took the world by storm because people respected that back then, you know, before technology came, came in. And a lot of people had to basically rethink the way they approach design because technology was pushing people to get out of the comfort zone. So as a designer, you, you can't be comfortable doing one thing anymore because you'll never get hired. No, for sure. <laughs> imagine, imagine that right yeah. now. It's like, okay, you got an impressive uh, uh, portfolio, but do you know how to design websites? Like, well, God damn it, I'm Sagmeister. Like, you know, like, <laughs> do you not know me? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They, they, they require a lot more now. Briggs, I don't know if you want to add anything to what was said or if you have anything you want to ask. Um, I mean, that's, that's interesting. At the same time, though, it is kind of sad because the best way to put it is like the, the dollars really come from specialization, oh, yeah. right? Even like doctors, you know, mm-hmm. once you're like a specialty doctor, you, you're more respected and stuff. So I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about the history of where graphic design was and where it is now, but it seems like the corporations kind of did that, to, oh, you know, sure. to pay people less, pretty yeah. much. Like oh, instead yeah. of hiring five people, I could just hire one guy that does like multiple jobs. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's something that that hurts the art of design too, because Definitely. people are not feeling creative into their own skin anymore because they actually are trying to fill like the keywords 
and the job description, yeah. right? So people are not really taking their time. You know, like some designers back then, they was, they used to spend five years just focused on typography. Design. Yeah. Oh, five yeah. years. Or, lo- or branding. You know, that's it. They spend their whole lives. Or color theory. Somebody get paid mm-hmm. 95000 to to 100000 you know, dollars a year just to pick <laughs> yeah, up colors. Exactly. That's all they did. Yeah, man. Imagine <laughs> that job. God. Yeah. That's all they right. did. You know, you bring them a project. You have the logo done and everything mm-hmm. like that. And you want like the brand direction. Uh, and you want to basically come up with a color to express what the, what the brand is about. Like Chase, you know, when you think about Chase, you think mm-hmm. about blue. Yeah. So all that, somebody was specialized yeah. in just driving the visual look and uh, the color theory. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that's better? The fact that none of the, I guess you could say the, the, the agencies, I don't know. Do they call it yeah, agencies? Design agencies design? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So, so since none of them have like really specialization, do you think that's better for the entrepreneur? If you say I specialize in this, or do you still have to be like, I could do all I, of this, I, even when you're trying to do your own, like, I think, business? I think the sad thing is, um, it comes to everyone wanting to spend money. Like we have mentioned the uh, budget and, and stuff like that. So yeah. it's kind of like, a you know, you go out to hire somebody and, you know, obviously I think the higher chance is, is, is going with the person that's cheapest as long as they can do the mm. job, like, a, yes. you know, whoever's cheaper. So it's kind of kind of like you got to lower your value when you market yourself. You could put a high value on your on your work. Yes, so yeah, it's... but it's like, but also, too, man, I, I do want to get hired and I can guarantee just as right. good a job as this guy. So it's like, I think it's competition when it comes down to yeah, you're right. And then one other thing, too, that adds to the difficulty of how, you know, designers who went to school, you know, who get a diploma, you know, to, to get a bachelor's mm-hmm. or master's. The way technology is right now, a 16-year-old can do the same thing that I'm doing, right? So, right. like, what is my voice as a designer, yeah. right? What am I offering that that 16-year-old is not offering, right? So... One thing that a designer that goes to school have over that 16-year-old kid is the fact that they know yeah. the design history. And most of the time, when you work for like a print shop or you work for ad agency or design agency, there's other intricacies, other nuances that you learn you know, while working in mm-hmm. these places. That 16-year-old kid is at home banging designs left and right, but yeah. there's, no soul, there's no heart yeah. to it. You know, it's they don't yeah they don't fully it understand it. They don't understand. You know, it's like you're speaking a language, but you don't yeah. understand. You and know, and you language. see that a lot. Like you see it online. Like sixteen yeah. year olds, they they you'll you'll see like their deviant art or their Behance portfolios, and they'll have like a hundred different logos at the same <laughs> time. It's like okay, you cranked out a hundred different logos, but a lot of them you can tell are just like there's nothing there. There was no like yeah, like you said, no depth, no no thought process to it really it was done yeah. on camera yeah yeah and, and, and it's like okay you can... like i told pierre whenever i come up with an idea i just hop on camera it takes me 30 30 seconds yeah. and i'm done with my logo yeah and, and the thing is like to them it's you know it's good like oh wow this this logo came out great but it's like okay but you have nothing else going on there like uh, um as far as like the psychology of the logo you know, it's a, you know, Penguin Pencil or whatever your fake company name is. Like, they, you, you see a lot of that. And it's like, okay, you, you came up with an idea, you did it. But there's like, because two words went together and created a logo, there's nothing else to it. You know, um, they, yeah, they certainly need to learn 
more depth and background to, right. to the design. So where do you see the yeah. future of graphic design going? Obviously, we got the Corona thing. Yeah. Automation is becoming bigger, as me and That's scary. talk about, and all of these things. Where do you see the future of graphic design? Um, I guess as far as I see it, you know, uh, we kind of have a running joke at work too about the the whole automation thing. Like uh, everyone always ex- expects us to just hit like, you know, Control D, and it's just going to automatically draw and finish <laughs> itself. You know. It's, I can probably see that happening within the next, I don't know, 20, 50 years. Like, they'll at least start something that's going to put things together that are kind of coming across all right. The way I see it, uh, you know, if they do that, I'm going to have to uh, at least learn to be the supervisor of that uh, control D process. You know, you're always going to have mm-hmm. the engineer or someone to, like, make sure it's working right or something. I, I, I do see that automation stuff going, you know. You got the automation stuff. You got all the, like, the deep fake stuff that just kind of puts it together for you. There's a, it's kind of scary, but I think in the end, you can't really replace creativity because yep. you, you can go ahead and have the automation stuff, but it, it'll probably turn it into, like I was saying, like that 16 year old that has a portfolio of a hundred logos. It does it. It probably designs it pretty all right, but where, where's the depth? Where's the creativity at? Yeah. Uh, you're definitely right about that. Yeah. One thing I, I was always confident about was the fact that like a machine can never produce creativity, like true, mm-hmm. authentic creativity. Like I, oh, I was confident no. about that until <laughs> until last year when when somebody uh, created like a painting through like a machine learning through AI, yeah. right? Wow. They put in basically what they did. They, sh- they bombarded the system with pictures of like uh, famous mm. paintings. And then the machine was able to replicate. They weren't really yeah. accurate. You know, you can tell that there's still have some mm-hmm. bugs they need to fix. But the machine came, I'll say, 60, 70% there to recreate That's her painting. I honestly don't think it would be hard with design because just like you said, if I throw in a bunch of, you know, logos, McDonald's, Burger King, uh, uh, <laughs> In-N-Out, and then I say, you know, come up with a logo for Joe Burgers mm-hmm. based on all this data. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna it's gonna spit me something out for Joe Burgers that I might have to tweak or something, but it's not gonna be I, I that totally, hard. To, I totally to get what you're saying. Like, I, I do, I do feel that mm-hmm. it would be sixty percent accurate. Like, it'll probably go based mm-hmm. off of algorithms on what's working right now and spit out right. a new logo yeah. that will look pretty nice and pretty. You know, like, all right, that's cool. But at the same time, though, that kind of reminds me of like the music industry. How I guess they're using a lot of algorithms to come up with like the next big pop song. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it might be the next hit, but at the same time, it sounds pretty damn, yeah, the same Trash. thing as the last, <laughs> you know, yeah, cutter. exactly, cookie cutter. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. if we're looking mm-hmm. for something yeah. unique and something different, that's going to take like someone being totally creative and not using like an algorithmic thing, you know, that's very true. That's always yeah, going to stand for out, sure. you know, like it's, but it's just, does the person have the balls to, yeah. just, like you said, charge more? And say no to jobs. Just be like, listen, I do this mm-hmm. the best. I'm charging double. Yeah, take it or leave it. And then you know what I'm saying. And some people are gonna take it. And yeah, some I, I, I mean that good yeah. for a person that says I'm worth this much and I'm that creative. But it also takes trust on the other side to for them to believe them. You know, exactly. Yeah. Like that takes mm-hmm. years of of it takes years of you know not making nothing. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just like you know, just like music, you know, an artist might not, you know, he might not take that cookie cutter song, but it's gonna take oh, a yeah. few more Artists. years to build up for his sure. following 
to the point where he could monetize it as well as the guy who just took the platinum song yeah. from his record label or something. Even yeah. though the other guy might be better off in the yeah. long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Like, one thing that I noticed, too, when it comes to, you know, the way technology is influencing design is the fact that now you have places like uh, Upwork. Yeah. Uh, you have places The 99 like, Designs or whatever. You know, exactly. Yeah. Like Fiverr. I get a lot of people that are coming to me and say, hey, you know, I submitted this to Fiverr and this this is what I received, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. You can tell that it was done like a cookie cutter or the person that really understand the concept of Oh, yeah, because you went right? to Fiverr. Exactly. So <laughs> I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make design sure. available to everybody. But what's going to make you stand out as a designer is what you create when you sit mm-hmm. down and sketch your, your idea, mm-hmm. your process. People can feel it. People can feel that, oh, wow, somebody actually sat down oh, and I thought love about something and came up with what, I, what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. You know, people can feel that. It's good to hear that you're actually getting people that are turned off of Fiverr and going to you for something more of quality value because uh, I was afraid that, that everyone's just going to go there because like, hey, it's cheaper. Because a lot of the clients I come across, yeah. they want a logo or something, and they don't really care for that like uh, in-depth process. And, oh, I just want something mm-hmm. quick, like, ah, oh, for real? You know, another thing that I'm not putting on my portfolio, <laughs> I guess, you know, like it's, it's like, I want to give you like a great unique brand or logo. That's going to like, you're going to love it 40 years from now too. And not, not just come and go kind of thing. That's a hard thing as a, you know, as a designer, like you always face yeah. people that don't really care. Too often. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, I just want this, you know, I don't care what it looks like. Just, I want my name. As long as somebody <laughs> can read my name on this, yeah. my company's yeah. name. That's all they care about. I'm like, wait, wait, this is going to be wasting my time because I'm not yeah. going to put that in like like my, said, portfolio. my portfolio. In my first it's not, you know? I think most people, most people don't no. even think out that far, like you said. I think that's really the issue is people will start a business, but they won't think, mm-hmm. where, where do I want it to be in 50 years? They're yeah. just like, you know, yeah. I want to make some money. Exactly. It's yeah. the same thing like with, with, with all artists. You can tell that difference because when you study mm-hmm. art, you study mm-hmm. history, right? So yeah, like you respect history and you you understand that if I'm successful, that I will live yeah. forever. You know what I'm saying? Yep, that's the same mm-hmm. thing. Like I try to explain to my cousin who's a painter because he's like he'll do a piece. And I'm like, I told him, you know, you need like letters of authenticity and all of yeah. this. And he's not thinking about that stuff. And I'm like, listen, man, when mm-hmm. people buy our fine art, they buy it for their yeah. kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? They. No, I'm not. People are not paying $100 yeah. million dollars for a Basquiat if they know yeah. that it's going to fade in the sun. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. you got to take all of that into account. Yeah, this is very important. For sure. Yeah, like, uh, like people don't be thinking about legacy and long term things because they a lot of people true. don't know history. Exactly. Yeah, and then one thing I noticed too, like uh, the way that technology is moving, everything's moving so fast that even uh, the way design is getting consumed oh, yeah. by people. It's becoming like a commodity. Like people don't exactly. like it's 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 hard for me as a designer because I know I have to eat, so <laughs> I have to design some some certain things for some people to you know to get some money <laughs> yeah. to keep to keep living, right? Uh, to support my family. But at the same time, like man, like I wish like I would get that one client that come to me and say, you know what, you have full creative you. freedom, right? I trust you, and I'm gonna give you the space to do what you have to do to make this brand successful. Yeah. I think I only found one person out of like the 10 years that I've been in the design industry 
a real estate <laughs> agent and I work with him and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I respect what you do. So I'm going to, and I'm going to give you full creative freedom uh-huh. to come up with something cool. I'm like, wow. I'm like, this I'm still is looking new. for that uh, you know? one and only someone and, for me, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, like it's going uh, up to a construction workers while they're building your house and saying, you know what? Uh, can you, you know, you sure you want to nail that right there? You should put it right here. You know, put that beam right there. I don't want it, you know, where you're putting it at. And it's like, you shouldn't be telling them how to do their job. They're the ones that know how to build this. You don't, obviously, that's why you hired them. And, exactly. And it's like, respect their work and trust that they're actually going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys, I mean, do you think that certain companies are just going to, I mean, I'm sure most companies at this point have like a, a in-house design studio, like, you know, bigger companies, yeah. Toyota and all of these guys. Do you think that's where this, where the specialty really is to just get with a company that you know has a whole design war that's a bigger company oh. than something else? Is that do you see most designers going towards that route, or because I'm sure you know there's, there's yeah. plenty of kids graduating every year that mm-hmm. want to be graphic designers, but if the I industry think, is slowing down, I think I think the, there's there's probably do? a couple of factors to like take in. Like um, for me, the corporate kind of companies are more stable for sure and, and it's always good to know that you, you are going to have like you know food on your table and and a roof over your heads kind of thing but but the corporate could also kind of be you're, you're kind of more limited because um you know they have their structure that you have to follow whereas like if you're thinking about like a boutique or a design agency you might you, you might have some more creative freedom but at the same time it's probably a little bit less stable so you'll probably get more creativity out of those little smaller places or being a freelance kind of thing. But the other one's kind of more of a secure workplace. You know, it, it's definitely a balance, yeah, I think. Def- definitely. You know? Most of the design firms that I, that I like are yeah. the smaller ones. Because when you get into like a bigger design agency or design firm, and most of right. the time when you throw money yeah. into creativity, uh, you don't get the same thing. It's interesting to see how the smaller companies, they have more of a touch with their clients or with their consumers or with mm-hmm. the viewers, right? They can basically customize their design, their campaigns to speak to these people. But when you're Toyota, yeah. you have to speak with the world. So you you're gonna have to do something that's yeah. so generic well anybody can I mean, get it toyota has you different know, you have to ch- like yeah you change have, a few things I here mean, and i there. guess that's just based yeah. on where you're at right because i mean the, the the commercials in new yeah. york city that you see on like the train anywhere else <laughs> literally mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. see them <laughs> anywhere else they're like specific to new york and then the mm-hmm. rest of the country gets different ads and i'm sure you know it's like that in, in all the regions yeah. uh, do do you think that mm-hmm. They just have like different graphic sections or is just one team working on different regions? Mm-hmm. The thing is, it could be by region, you know, based on the culture of that city or that town or that mm-hmm. state or even that country. But most of the firms that actually are designing for, let's say, the subway system or people that are designing for the Met, people that are designing for, for the Brooklyn Nets or people that are mm-hmm. designing for Guggenheim, right? Most of these people understand the language right. of that city. So you have to go back to the history of the yeah. city to know how to communicate to the people, right? Uh, but when, you, when you're a Toyota, like you always have to look into how do I big last quarter in every sector 
And then design is a tool I'm using to bid mm-hmm. less quarter to make more money. So it's, it's not as uh, specialized and you don't really have to look and history to, to basically take some stuff out because the automotive industry is all about forward thinking. It's about the next concept, the next technology. So you're always looking forward and sometimes you can get disconnected uh, from, your, from your history. That's why most of the car companies that are kind of like uh, more of the pricier, the higher end companies, they, they are really strong about oh, connecting yeah. with their history. Right, like uh, right, Ferrari, right. they're connected to the racing pedigree. Uh, Porsche, racing pedigree and excellent engineering. Mercedes, excellent engineering, great company yeah. history, right? They are the standard for luxury. So they always oh, yeah. connect, they're always connecting back That's to right. their, uh, their history. So it's hard, yeah. it's hard to find that balance because you, when you get so big, uh, your, your systems get so complex that you're going to have to try to communicate with millions of people for them to buy your product and you're going to have mm-hmm. to cut corners to do that. Yeah, that, that makes yeah. like perfect sense because if you think about it, all the cars that are like under 50 grand 20 years ago, they, they all look completely different than what they do right now. Whereas like you yep. can see the ties of, you yep, know, like yep. the Ferrari from back then and right now, pretty, like, yep. you could tell the that's same the same. <laughs> that's the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like Acura's didn't even look But at the same, same time, too, you don't, there's no Ferrari commercials. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure they have like magazines, like exactly sure in like the Rob report, maybe, you know, some ads or something like that. But there's no, there's no Ferrari TV commercials, at least where we're at. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I see them here either. And I think, I think the reason nope. why is because they, they actually got their brand down to the point where they know they're like luxury. And they know everyone knows that they're luxury. Yep. We don't need to be spending money on ex- extra advertisements because I think people already, they've been established. That's the exactly. place to go if you have a company, I, you know, try to get like that. Yeah. yeah. Like Ferrari, when they came with the Enzo, you had to have, I think, two Ferraris <laughs> before that. Damn. And they have to invite you to, yeah, they actually have to, to invite you to buy the car. Yeah. You can't say, okay, yeah. I have $5 yeah. million, dollars, I want to wow. Enzo. They're going to laugh at Poser. you. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it. It's uh, it's interesting. So th- I mean, that's what I'm into as a designer, mm-hmm. uh, like the brand history. And even if I'm working with somebody who's just starting, right? I always yeah. tell them, hey, you know, think about where you want to be five years from now. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like what? Probably five years ago, every company was doing every startup company was doing that vintage logo with like two arrows crossing. And- I would see that everywhere. You see it all over mm-hmm. the hands. You see it all over the internet, all over the inspirational websites. And that's what I was talking about earlier is like the graphic designers are getting too much inspiration from the other graphic designers doing the contemporary thing that everything looks the same. They're all doing the same thing. And, and because it's a contemporary design, they're going to need to update it in like five years because that design is going to be out. No one's using that no more. And that's when it, that's you true. know, like I was saying, is that I wish I had that that person that comes and wants to hire me because they want something unique. That's that's when people really care about their company mm-hmm. and their brand and they want it to be taken care of. It's interesting to see how the industry is taking the the power away from the yeah. designer to even know their own worth. So you're always at the mercy of a uh, and on top of that, you got to know five other jobs too. So so yeah. in other words, instead of paying five that's different crazy. people, which would cost them, well, would like. $500,000 a year or something like that. We're paying you mm-hmm. only one person's salary to do that amount, you know? So they're saving like five times the amount of money 
but at the same time, it's like, hey, uh, you forgetting about mm-hmm. me? And that's really, that's really in every industry, though. Yeah. Even in like, like yeah. I worked in the restaurant industry for so long, and we used to have like we used to sharp. I used to work at this one restaurant in Brooklyn that was like a startup. Mm-hmm. And then we used to like sharpen our knives and he would have the the cashier go clean the windows every morning, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then I went to work for a bigger mm-hmm. restaurant and then they had a window guy would come, <laughs> a knife guy. And I'm like, oh, what man. the fuck? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I need to sharpen my knife. Oh, the knife guy comes on Monday to pick up all the knives. And I'm like, wow. So this is how things really happen. You oh, know what I'm saying? So it's like night and day difference. Certain mm-hmm. jobs, you know, it's just like, listen, I'm going to hire you. You're going to do five yeah. things. It's like even with Publix, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you hire somebody, they think they're going to be a cashier, and then you have them outside mm-hmm. in the sun picking yeah. up carts and shit, you know? And what can, what can they do? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Only a few design agencies or, or ad agencies that are actually still about the, yeah. the art, you know, about the process. Of I'm design. sure those are harder to get into. And it's sad. Oh, yeah. Man, like uh, Zeigmeister Inc., they are in New- they are located in New York. I think they were Zeigmeister and Walsh. I think they are now. When I was in in school, in design school in Miami, that was like around 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to intern there. Oh, dude. I, you know oh, how man. long the waiting list was? It was 24 <laughs> months. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'll be graduating by then and be that working in the industry. Yeah. Like, high school. <laughs> exactly. So, most of those small, authentic, like about the art, about the passion, like the love for the, the, the design, the, you know, the art of it, they are really hard to get into. And then the wedding is because if it's endless. a good job, there's another company. Not leave. Why the hell would I leave? Exactly. With a good job, there's another you know? company. And it's this, I, exactly. I had a job. There's a, another the company. job that I had where I quit. And yeah. It was a great job. And the manager was always talking a bunch of <laughs> shit like, oh, you could move up to be manager. And I'm like, where are you moving up to? Oh, I love my job. If you yeah, never fucking move up, up, how am I ever going to move up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you never, if you don't even exactly. have the business to move up, I'm never going to be able to move there up. There ain't no space. It's no, exactly. That's no sucks. space. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, there, yeah. there's a company called Stranger and Stranger. They do amazing packaging design. Like, when you look at the packaging for, for alcohol and other stuff, yeah. you know, for, for whiskey, scotch, when you see the packaging as a designer, like my mind is blown. I'm like, oh my God, I can yeah. tell how long somebody took to create that. You can tell that it wasn't assembly yeah. line stuff. Somebody was assigned for yeah. six months to just work on one packaging, right? I'm like, man, yeah. that's the place I would like to, to work at. But yeah. man, getting in there, you know, I'll have to put applications like every day for I, the next what, 10 years. What makes me more envious know, about to, them is that you can tell they get the clients that say, uh, I trust you. And it's yeah. like, oh man, you know, I, oh, I yeah. tell my clients, like, yeah. this is what I want to do for you, but like, you don't let me. All right. Oh, at the same time too, I would, I would say they get both clients. It's just that they're in a position to turn <laughs> yeah, people exactly. down. They're like, listen, people exactly. say, I want this and this and that. They're like, yeah. you don't work like that. It, yeah. No, thank you. You know, I, I say the same thing too. I, I'm sorry, exactly. dude. I don't, I don't work yeah. like that. Well, you know what? Right. Yeah, give it to me. I, I, I need. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, you know what? On second thought, I'll take. It. <laughs> you like listen? How much did you say? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Dude, I'll take it. Just so I can turn around and tell you guys, like, yeah, I turn people away. And then... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. Like, uh, we talked about this before, bricks. You know, I love progress. I love technology. I'm a sci-fi lover. And, you know, like, I, I love all that stuff. You know, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. But it's interesting to see how technology is actually taking away certain things from the world, not just in the design industry, the art industry, like music, 
fashion, wherever you look, you can see how technology is taking the soul and the the art and basically making it more machine and more digitized and then yeah. we're losing some type of humanity i don't want to i don't know if you guys i think it's good to, to me yeah. it's good because I, I got a you know sordid view of the world anyway so <laughs> i'm pretty much saying fuck those people those type of automation things are going to weed out the, the the fakers right so you love graphic design pierre even if you find a, another niche or if you go work for a car company like ferrari might mm -hmm. hire you in their graphic section you would love that job you would actually love what you do and then there's mm -hmm. other people that just they don't respect the art just like you said they just and they, they're gonna get weeded out yeah. it's like fuck them. yeah i see what you mean it's like yeah. the survival of the fittest <laughs> yeah that's, you're right. that's the you're only right thing that that, you know, just like you say, you can't can't really teach creativity. And if people don't care about history, then they're not really going to yeah. be able to move forward. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, uh, I don't know if you want to add um, to that. I totally, I totally see it. Like, I, I do see the whole desensitizing. I, I think the internet exposure really has desensitized people on, mm -hmm. like, all kinds of different levels. You know, like the whole violence thing. And then, uh, yeah, also to design. You know, they get on Instagram, they just see all these people doing all the same kinds of different, different, but the same, you know, designs. And, and all they're doing is just scrolling past it to the point where, like, they're not stopping to appreciate it. They see something that someone spends a lot of time on. They're just like, eh, you know, whatever. I see it all the time on Instagram. Whatever they, you know, they do on the Internet. And they, I could see the desensitizing of it, too. On your point, too, Bricks, like, fuck them. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, some smaller agencies, they're just focusing on communicating to the people that actually understand the design language or the, the design history. These people are willing to invest yeah. to keep the art going, you know? I'm going back to the car mm -hmm. industry, like a guy like Jay Leno, right? Like, he collects a bunch of, like, classic, beautiful cars. His goal is to preserve the, the history yeah. of uh, the automotive industry, right? And he invests money into that. And people can actually see the love and the passion for that. And yeah. I feel like that's the same thing that some companies are doing out there that are actually going back into medieval typography, going to Victorian typography and learn from that Victorian design and archiving that yeah, into their modern approach of design. The front end of their design process is modern. Oh, yeah. But in the back end, they're going in the history of it. They're going to the Victorian era. They're going into the medieval era. They're going back yeah. into the 50s, you know, and then emulating that to actually talk to people right now and trying to communicate with people. So it's interesting to see. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's always about the history I, of yeah, whatever your Yeah, I find a lot of my inspiration, is, too, from older stuff. Forward. You know, mostly older stuff, too. And uh, I think... The, the, the sad thing, that downside, I guess, to that is you do have these people that know the history, great designers. They'll make, like you said, uh, fonts or old medieval fonts and stuff like that. You know, they spend time. It's all well-crafted. The kerning's great. And then uh, at the end, most people are just going to go with the free font. And, and that's the sad thing, you know, like like only the certain people yeah. that actually appreciate it will pay for that font. Like, oh, this is great. And know that it's a great font. Versus, you know, mm -hmm. all the free stuff that people just say, oh, I'm not going to pay for it. I, uh, there's a free old English font right here. So I'm, it's all jacked <laughs> up and nasty looking. But, you know, yeah. unfortunately, the masses tend to control the direction we're headed, right? I, yeah, sense. I hate to say uh, it. Uh, yeah, I think more than, yeah. you know, the people that actually appreciate it. And that's sad. That's why music has gone where it's gone and movies have gone where they're gone. and It's something that's... Yeah, you know, profit like capitalism. You know, there's a good 
there's a good size. But to there's, it, you know? there's enough like, room for have, everybody you know, to eat, right? It's like Walmart is is, is yeah. selling everything for cheap, but hopefully it's still <laughs> profit. It's still I think profitable, right? I think they're profitable because like, they're trendy. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. Well, Target mm-hmm. is, yeah. is still pop. Like people that go to Target don't go yeah. to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Thank so goodness. Like, <laughs> I think there's enough room for everybody. <laughs> we just gotta let those cookie cutter Fiverr guys, let them be mm-hmm. Walmart and McDonald's and then you know mm-hmm. McDonald's is on every corner, but people still eat hundred dollars. Yeah, I get shit, you. Right? you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know. Let those people be cheap and then we just mm-hmm, gotta elevate sure. ourselves and, just, and you know. just like like you were saying too Pierre about the um smaller design mm-hmm. firms and stuff like that they really appreciate and do their own unique stuff mm-hmm. i'd like that too but but some of the sad things i've seen too is um some of them closed down such great work and stuff like that but i don't know if maybe they're not getting mm-hmm. hired as much yeah. and seeing them close down it's like oh man that's mm-hmm. that's kind of sad because they had a really good touch and and like their own style and stuff like that versus the, the juggernauts that are still running and they're kind of pumping out the same stuff a lot it's kind of sad to hear yeah it is man like certain designers like that i yeah admire you know like chip kid right great illustrator and he stayed uh, away from the limelight he stayed away from from the big commercial yeah. section or part of design oh, yeah. you know and they still look for him right whatever you do you have to willing to yeah. suffer with the love of that thing because most of the time, the way you love something, True. someone else might not love it the same way that you do. So you always have to basically willing oh, yeah. to sacrifice certain things, right? That's why, like I said, like Chip Kid, I really admire him for that. I, I see a lot of people know? on the internet that, that actually have yeah. really great work. And it's like, well, you only got like, you know, a, such a small mm-hmm. number of f- followers and, and likes of people that, that like your work. And then you see the people that got that, the high number of followers. And it's like, this guy does the same thing all the time. Like, not, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. like, okay, someone mm-hmm. liked this picture. So now you're just doing the same thing. Just kind of rearranged. you know, are you even putting hours into this anymore? Or is it like already presets if you got laid out? Yeah. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit like and it's like, come on, dude, do something. I want to see what else you can do. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah that, definitely. It really pisses me off sometimes. My people will show me something that they call art, <laughs> and it's like a, a drawing of you know a rapper or something. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? This is a this is a this is not art. You know, this is a, a drawing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. Yes, he made it look realistic, but this yeah. is no art. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's drawing, yeah, drawing is cool. But the masses don't. They don't really know. <laughs> and at the same time, too, is it's like sometimes the the better artist oh, is not sure. the best marketer, that's right? So it's like the other guy might be a yeah. terrible artist, but he's a good marketer. I think that's so he has more most of those people out there, to be honest. Yeah. Like uh, going back in like art history, like uh, mm. uh, I know you guys are familiar with Marcel Duchamp, yeah. who created the uh, the urinal that became art. So he basically is the guy who's responsible for Anything's the direction modern. of art right now, where anything can be called art. And then you have to give it some kind of value it's something that i learned in school and i was kind of like wrestling with it i'm like wait so you mean to tell me that any bs that i see is just respect that everything now is considered it could be considered (laughs) postmodern art yeah you know you know and so like some designers like i can tell that a lot of the stuff they do Mm -hmm. is like chance and then you have the guy who's in his own little room you know doing like 
fonts, you know, in typography by hand exactly. for five hours a day. I think so. the better designers, like, you're not even going to know who the hell they are. <laughs> Maybe their styles are so versatile yeah, that uh... um, you can't tell who they are because they're not stuck on one design kind of thing. Because there's a lot of Instagram artists, I guess you can call them, where you could see a picture and be like, okay, I know who, what dude did that because he does that all the time. Yeah. Versus, uh, you know, someone yeah. who's actually very versatile with their mm -hmm. work. It's like, wow, this guy did that because I've seen his other work and it looks completely different. Like, I think that's a real good artist right there, you know? It's cool to have your style, which I, I've seen a lot mm -hmm. of people, there. It, it's good that they have their own unique style and they get popular with it. But I think the trap is you get stuck in that style and you can't do anything else. There comes a point in time where it's like, I'm tired of looking at that. You got to be able to adapt. Yeah. Like Picasso. <laughs> or Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As a designer, like you always have to try to do something, you know, or two, you can back me up on that. You always have to oh, yeah. do something that adds something to your industry. Do not follow trends. Like, yeah. Even though people yeah. don't understand what you do, keep moving exactly. forward. Stay true to yourself. Don't fall for the, sure. and, for and, the nonsense, and, you know? For me, it's like <laughs> completely going against the grain is what I always try to do. It's like, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing because... I want to try to think of something completely different. Mm -hmm. That way it stands out versus, um, you know, everyone doing the old vintage logos or at the same time kind of thing. You know, I try to keep my stuff, I guess, uh, as unique and, I don't know, hopefully timeless. Maybe not, but just different. I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. It's boring. You know, you don't want to be known exactly. as, hey, you set yourself apart. I don't know you because yeah. you just do the same stuff everyone else does. Let me ask you guys this. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about like the back end of graphic design? Because it's like, if I'm an artist and I make a beat, I own the rights to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even if I sell that beat or, or I, I may still own some publishing. So if in 50 <laughs> years they put that beat in the yeah. you know, movie, I get paid still. With graphics, mm -hmm. it's totally different, right? So you may sell me a piece and I go out and make a trillion dollars from your, from your logo and you don't mm -hmm. see another dollar from it, yeah. right? How do you guys feel mm -hmm. about that? Is there a way to change that? Yeah. Or do you think that's, oh, that's right? Hard. Or do you think that's... I don't know. That's kind of that just the way like, it is? I mean, nah, that's kind of a tough question. There's only so many shapes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I totally <laughs> see it, though. Yeah, like, you can you could definitely make a beat, and it's yours. Whereas you can make a logo, and if someone copies it, good luck fighting for it. Yeah, like, the way I see it, like, as designers, we are in the service industry, right? It's kind of like a like being a chef. Once you cook a food, you give it to somebody to eat right. it. You can't get that right. back. So I see graphic designers the same way. Once you do something for somebody, they pay you. Mm -hmm. You get your money. You basically giving you give them the right. If you have your personal project and then somebody steal it, then you can fight for that because you did not give the person the right. But most jobs, oh, yeah. you know, most freelance work, most work that you do as a contractor, and uh, you know, there's a section that says, "Hey, I'm giving you know, the rights to all this other design for you." Yeah. If you pay me fifty thousand dollars to make this logo yeah. and you make five billion, hey, <laughs> it's yours. I can't do anything about that. We are literally in the in the service industry, so that's why it's hard for us to uh, get to a point where we dictate our worth because. Somebody's always gonna say, "Hey, yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of uh, what was it the lady that did the Nike logo? I think they paid yeah. like seventy bucks for that logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. yeah. 
Uh, uh-huh. I believe you're missing a few zeros. Carolyn Davidson. Yeah, she. Or like Magic Johnson, you know, <laughs> she made it. Nike tried to give him a stake in the company for him to wear Nikes, and he's like, "Fuck out of here! I don't want Dang. no equity in this new shit." You know? Yeah, he's like, oh, "Man, wow. if I would have took that equity, you know, I'd have been." Yeah, I was gonna say know, a twenty billion many billions. More? Like Jordan was smart for swooping in and be like, you know what? I want to yeah, get I my think own there was brand two going. basketball players that turned yeah. down Nike mm-hmm. from, from doing equity deals That's, in the Wow. 80s. I know. And Jordan's still getting paid right now. Just, Interesting. Yeah, the men like is a billionaire. Yeah. But I look at Jordan and I think about, too, like, I know Jordans, but I don't know this much history of who decided to stop putting Nike checks oh, on them so prominently. But Nike never allowed that again. Wow. Right? So it's like you look at Jordan. Yeah, the first Jordan did. has like a big ass Nike sign, but after that, is just rarely. It's either it was a small Nike sign. Yeah, no, no. I think about it. Yeah, you're right. They've never allowed that again. If you look at all all seventeen LeBron sneakers, is there's Nike I guess signs I've never been all over the four Jordans. <laughs> I never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think? Well, you guys being designers, do you think Jordan just kind of finessed them? Mm-hmm. Or before they knew how big they were gonna be, and he was just like, "Listen, I'm not putting Nike signs." In in '86, when uh, when the Jordan Twos came out without a Nike check, mm-hmm. it had like a little Nike check on the back. Maybe. They didn't know that at that mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah, like I I read the the Jordan autobiography, so it went down like this. Like basically, it was Jordan's mom oh, wow. who came with the idea of actually have the Jordan logo prominent on his shoes because it's like wait you are out there playing the game you don't want those guys to take credit for what you do like his mom was so pivotal in his business acumen and his business development that it's insane like his mom was negotiating with nike wow to basically get him the deal that he got per sneakers it's interesting you gotta read definitely should read actually the same thing with uh just recently Mm -hmm. this one black kid I forgot his name, but he played Simba, I believe, in the original Lion King, and he did a bunch of singing. And they offered him $2 oh, yeah. million dollars mm-hmm. for, you know, the movie, oh, okay. basically, like, back-end. You know what I'm saying? Like, and his mom was like, nah, listen, we're going to yeah. take the back-end. We're going to turn down the $2 million. And he said he's way, way more than that. Still probably million, getting paid right now. I think it's huge. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. I guess it just mm-hmm. comes down yeah. to negotiation uh, and just, if you don't know, you don't know. You get yeah. you get effed over if you don't you know. You got a good feeling that this movie's going to make bank yeah that was that kid uh, right, exactly. Weaver, right? like he's like, mom, what you yeah, he, he's like man you know give yeah, me royalties, give me man. royalties. <laughs> he, he's set so i guess as a designer well, you can do that yeah, if man. you have faith and you can be like listen don't pay me oh man that'd be great your company <laughs> yeah never get paid. yeah <laughs> they didn't do it there was this one artist i don't know if you guys know about him you probably heard the story david cho he did a, a mural uh for facebook when Facebook was first, was first starting, right? They're like, okay, we can give you money or shares. You know, what do you want? And he's like, you know what? I'll take the shares. Like, whatever. And he made the mural, and then Facebook did some really cool yeah, ads yeah. with it. He's a really talented uh, artist, too, David Cho. Facebook went public, you know, <laughs> IPO and everything. And the kid made $250 million <laughs> from the shares. I, I- that he took I, from Facebook. If if we took the money, he'll broke. probably still be working and I, I, be broke I, I right now. Who knows? Bottom line, be, like if you're not like, you know starving at the time, you know you don't do really need the money, and you can't afford to take that chance. Why not? Right. One of my old bosses in um in Brooklyn, he actually helped make the Rockefeller logo. Oh, wow. <laughs> he said they gave him like fifty bucks. <laughs> Dang. No, yeah. No way. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they gave me like he's in, he's he's actually in Jay Z's first video. He's Jay Z's. He's, he's technically Jay's cousin. I'm not gonna talk about it too much, but 
He was my old boss. <laughs> he said they gave him like fifty bucks. Oh, man. <laughs> Interesting. They get hired on Friday. Wow, that's 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 amazing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Exactly. But that's I mean I guess that's just yeah. That's just, uh, you know, yeah. just gotta take the chance. I mean, I guess there's an upside and downside of that too, you know, like damn, I made that logo. Yeah, you, you know, like that's that's all over the world now. But at the same yeah. time, like, damn, they only pay me fifty bucks for that shit. Kinda all right. <laughs> Certain decisions that I make I think a lot about. I'm like, man, you know, like I'm doing this right now. How is it gonna affect me, let's say two or three years from now? I don't know if you guys ever do stuff like that mm-hmm. where whether you're doing something personal or you're working with somebody and I think, you think about the future I think for of me, the time you're investing. Like, Everything that I do and learn as far as design goes, I see it as I'm learning mm-hmm. a new skill that I'm going to need later on for like the project of my life. Like I feel like when I get older, I'm going to work on this big project that I'm going to do everything on. Like I'm going to do mm-hmm. the, you know, the motion graphics, the special effects, the CGI, the design, the marketing. Like I feel like I'm going to do mm-hmm. all that. I'm not sure exactly what it is yet, but like I want to be that, you know, the one dude that just I come up with this big project. Do it all myself, based off of all the skills that mm-hmm. I'm learning along the way. That's a, and the funny that's thing about that project man, is, you know, you're gonna go into that, it with yeah. just straight love of the project, and you're gonna make the most money okay. that you've ever made on any project. That's why I always tell artists, I'm like, yo, you you need to find another way to yeah. make money if you really want to make art. Whether it be you know trying to do some type of entrepreneurial thing on the side, just like mm-hmm. Pierre said, once you mix that money with the art, there goes your like, love for it, man. It's tough. Yeah, and. and I'm gonna hire right. myself on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get what you pay for. Yeah, me and Bricks, we talked about what value is. So, Artu, I would like to ask you that: What do you think the value of design will be? Let's say ten years from now, with the way that technology I think a lot less than is what moving is now, forward. To be honest, like, uh, what do you um, think that's gonna look like? You know, like like how we've been talking about just um, more automations coming up and the desensitizing of people and their appreciation like uh, i think a lot less appreciation will be around in 10 years kind of kind of just a little bit more exaggerated than, than how things are right now you know you get hired for something and they're like oh that's that's a little too much is there any way you can go cheaper it's like no dude do you like not want this to be done well or not or, you know like people are looking more mm-hmm. to save money than they are for any kind of a I don't know. Everyone wants to save money, but yet everyone wants like the high end stuff. Yeah, it's getting worse yeah, and worse, you know, and, and exactly like that. It's hard know? to have I see the, it all that the time. Mix. It's like man, you can't have things cheap and great at the same time. People want Mercedes Benz luxury. <laughs> yeah, I want a Toyota Camry price. It's like you know, so do I. But like, it's, it's just the way things. You know, I, what is it like the the that thing we got in the design industry? The the rule of the three, where fast, cheap, and great. You could only pick two. You can't have all three. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. You want it great. Exactly. That makes, that makes yeah. sense. I've never heard it's that like one before. You want it great and fast, it's going to cost you. Or you want it cheap yeah. and, and yep. great. You know, it's like, uh. Mm-hmm. No, that's not going to work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Other projects. It's just like, can't have all three. Everyone everyone does, yeah. though. So, R2, as a, you know, as a designer, like, um, mm-hmm. I always look at the world from a designer perspective, like movies, fashion. Like, I'll even go yeah. to the doctor's <laughs> office when I'm filling a form. I'm looking at the way this, the form is designed. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? So I do think, you do that also? Like, I you think, get I think, wrapped up um, into not you as a designer how you see the world. I think only if the design is great or if it's shitty. You know, like, if it's kind of in between, like, if it, if it works well, you know, I don't really think twice about it. But if it's terrible, it's going to stand out. Like, wow, this is this is actually pretty damn nasty. And then uh, 
if it's great, it'll also catch my attention. Like, wow, they did a really good job with this. You know, I'll probably take a picture of it for, for inspiration or something like that. But anything kind of in between, if it's done decently, like I probably don't really think twice about it, to be honest. Uh, then again, I, I would consider that good design too. It does its job. Yeah, it does its job. I don't think twice it about it. It's easy yeah. to read or, or easy to follow, whatever. But if it's well done, like, wow, I, I'm taking a picture. Do you have like a, a can yeah, you name exactly. us an example of a company that you, or something that you've seen recently where you just like, this company is always on point or you love this style um, or something like that? Let's see. It's kind of hard. One that's always on point. I could, I could tell you a company that's like half on point to my liking, Adidas. For the past mm -hmm. okay. maybe few years, I've been kind of following the Adidas shoes. It's like half of the shoes are great looking. I, and I'm not talking about like half of their line. I'm talking about every shoe that they have, half of it looks great. And the other half, like I, like either the sole or the bottom <laughs> part or some other half. It's like, why did you put that there? <laughs> yeah, literally half of every shoe that you look at on the Adidas right. website. So literally like, half of it. The other half is like great. And they just kind of... It blew my mind. It's just, wow, you guys got, you know, it's like you were already there. And then someone else came in and said, oh, we'll just put this bottom half. And it's like, why? It, it, it's not like it was a decent bottom half. It's just more like a nasty looking, like a juxtaposition or something. Just, yeah. Like if you go on the Adidas website exactly right now, like, you know, it's, it's like, oh man, I love the way this, the top of this shoe look, but I really hate the bottom. And it's like, yeah, especially for like $150 mm -hmm. a shoe or something. It, it's it's kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to. I will tell you, though, that a lot of those designs, they are more comfortable <laughs> in the long run. That's why they, that, that's why they have that I weird bet. shape. I bet they, they do. do. They, they, I mean, comfy. most of them, they, they, have, they look like they're just a big fat pad or something at the bottom. I mean, but, but the thing exactly. is, like, like the top <laughs> halves of most of the shoes, it's like, wow, those are really amazing, you know? And then the bottom half, like, yeah, it looks comfy, but that's what's going to be showing more than, you know, the top part. And you know, I want to look good when I go outside right, right. too. I know you guys are probably familiar with uh, yeah. Tinker Hatfield. Like the guy was behind Nike, who did all the Jordan stuff. Like one thing I was watching, yeah, I was watching this, oh, this yeah, design yeah. and creative show yeah, on Netflix called Abstract. And he, he was saying that you should just assign the shoe to one person. Let the designer do everything from the yeah. upper to the midsole, right. to everything. Yeah. Just give it to one person yeah. to get the, the vision yeah. out, right? I'd never have like three or four people working on one design. So I think what's happening with Adidas, somebody probably designed like uh, the, you know, the top part. And then the sole of the sneaker no, might be designed by someone else. Soul. That's probably like an... Somebody so it's like it's like it's yeah. Like somebody boost, who's probably an a, engineer. Technology called the boost technology. It's pretty, pretty much, much the right same about technology. Like yeah. If you look <laughs> at them, that's exactly what it looks like. Someone designed the yeah. top, and then the bottom exactly. was like yeah. put on by the yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It and, and it's just like oh man, so you could tell it yeah. wasn't all done by that one person either. Yeah, they had to slap it on, or someone else took over to the bottom half or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Or Arturo, something that we're very familiar with as designers, uh, you worked in the same uh, company before, or it was designed by committee. Uh, right? You do everything nice, and then that one asshole come in, oh, yeah, yeah, should see? be purple. Oh, that square should be a circle. Oh like, what the, you're not a designer, man. Like, you, you're a copywriter. What are you doing You're not here? a designer. Like, you know? Stay in your lane. Exactly, you know? Like, it's, it's kind of interesting. Almost Even all, movies, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> You can tell. Yeah. One day execs oh, come no, in. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, say, like almost all Hollywood movies, it's 
Yeah, it's ahead, that sorry. problem. I feel bad for yep. the writers and directors and everyone involved with it that you know that have some kind of creative sense and artistic ability that just get shut down by the corporation or the company in charge. Yeah, that's uh that's a killer, man. Like people can tell them no, or they'll pull your funding or fire you. So you gotta do anything I did say, you gotta mm-hmm. pretty much do it. That's what happened to the Star Wars franchise, right? Like when Disney took oh, it over, yeah. people who doesn't really love it, yeah. they see Star Wars as a moneymaker, yeah. as a cash cow. They don't really understand the stories, the how people love those characters. You know, yeah. I know that you yeah. have to evolve a story, but you have to yep. respect the past, know yeah. the history of the franchise, exactly. of the property, and then you can move oh, for forward. Sure. If you move forward without knowing the past, you're going to yeah. upset a lot of people. And you're not going to make money. You're going to end up losing money. Like, yeah, I'm sure people haven't. Sometimes they'll just read the, you know, the oh, this is what Star Wars is about. But they haven't. They yeah. didn't sit down and watch the movie 10 times. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the same thing with like sports. <laughs> They're like, this player is better than this player. Like, yeah. He has more points, but do you watch the games? Like, you know, it goes yeah. back to what you're saying. Like people just scroll through Instagram and they don't they don't really take yeah, the time to it. Yeah. to master things and to, take to really in. appreciate yeah, it's, things. It's, it's sad, yeah. It, it, we're living in a too fast of a of a world nowadays. No one's putting any like thought or taking in what the art is doing or anything. You know, stories, movies. You know, the, the, what rebooting the Grudge. That movie just came out, like four years ago or something. You know, and even that was a, a remake of wow. the Japanese one. I was like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it. Reboots, reboots are happening four or five times just in a person's lifetime. Come on, man. Just for profit. Yeah. Not for art. Just for profit. Okay. I used to be a big fan of uh, the X-Men franchise because that's the first comic books that I me was too, introduced man. to. That's actually what got the, me the X-Men all into the time creativity and art and to design. It's yeah. comic books. Yeah, same here, right? And Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff. So, now seeing how the X-Men franchise, oh, they're like, what the what's going on? Like I, I can't even follow any of, of the timelines yeah, anymore Fox. because every year like, there's a different movie because yeah, to keep exactly. the rights of the movie, they have to make yeah. a shady one. <laughs> oh, That's man. why they make those movies. No, they, don't don't they just make those movies because they want to have the yeah. rights to it. So it doesn't go to I know I, <laughs> I probably haven't seen none of the last five. I remember, you know, the first one was good and the second one was cool. I think, and uh, then it was like, I, think I stopped watching them when Vin Diesel jumped over a bridge and landed on the tank. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, what? It was like 900 feet in the air. I did not die. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, the first movies oh, were about, yeah. you know, exactly. LA, you know, street racing, and then now they're like saving the president. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's wild, man. Now, did yeah. you guys see the trailer for the last one? They are actually superheroes now. It's yeah. the Avengers. <laughs> Vin Diesel caught a freaking <laughs> car, kind of yo. First of all, maybe, maybe like, like, you know, bench with his bare hands, kind of caught a car. <laughs> This you know, man, I mean, didn't he, didn't this, he kick yeah. a torpedo in the last movie? Uh, this man is Captain America, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a rock. Yo, like uh, a Russian torpedo is coming at this dude. He's he got out of his car, hold up to the to the to the door, and kicked the torpedo out of his trajectory. And the torpedo went and blew so it's, I'm like, yo. That's crazy. It's like, That's how did insane. You like this is like he's gonna yeah, <laughs> just for profit because because everyone's paying. Yeah. I'm just gonna make Rock kick a nuclear yeah. weapon out of the way, and everyone's gonna love it. Yeah, man. Like it's like they insult yeah, you And that's the kind of stuff that like I not so much protest, but like I'm not gonna pay for that. Like one oh, movie yeah. I always go back to is uh, Blade Runner 2049. 
that movie is excellent. I'm like, wait, that movie didn't make as much money exactly. as any of those big blockbuster exactly. movies that people are going crazy for that don't really have any substance, right? Like Pulp Fiction and Big Lebowski, they were they were bombs yeah. at the you know at the box office. But they, look at even 20, 30 years later, everyone's still you know they're still yeah. big big hit movies like. They, they became more popular afterwards. It's not so much the, the money that makes them great. You know, it's the art behind it. Yeah, they, they, they had something to say. They had a concept. They, they just yeah. wanted to send a message. And that message was so true that it's timeless. Bricks, you know, as a movie guy, and, you know, you went to school for film directing and, and all that stuff. What's your perspective on the movie industry right now? Um, I, I can't tell you because I barely pay attention. It's trash. Uh, it's like you got to uh, cut through the bullshit to get to the uh, the good <laughs> stuff. And it's like, I don't even have time for that yeah. at that point. I Especially barely, newer I ones. I barely watch films. Like, uh, me, I, I think 90% of the yeah. time I'm watching wow. a movie that I've, I've already seen like times before. And my wife's always telling me like, yep, why do you watch the same movie exactly. all the time? Because I don't want to waste two hours Trash. of my life. <laughs> most likely shit versus exactly. I know how great this movie is. I don't mind watching it over and over again, you know? Like, with my girl, you know, she's, mm -hmm. yeah. she's just trying to enjoy, like, a show or a movie. Yeah, and me, I'm just like, I'm way, like just leave me alone. I shouldn't even enjoy this shit. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy this uh, show. That's only true, <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot to think about, man. Bricks, uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to add. Designers just don't get as much respect unless you're designing... You know something tangible i guess yeah but i mean i guess the way things normally work i don't know maybe maybe something new will come up you know maybe some new area of design or something will come up where it kind of starts from the beginning all over and they don't have to worry right. about uh, being replaced by any kind of automotive um algorithms and stuff like that let me ask you this last question yeah. mm -hmm. um since you brought that up because me and pierre were talking about like virtual world and virtual you know reality yeah glasses and stuff like that do you think there's going to be design do you are they gonna, they obviously gonna have to design mm -hmm. a virtual world if that's where we're going to i mean i mean like yeah they they, they already got a lot of that stuff too they got the, like the vr design because um mm -hmm. you know they they got the motion design for the vr and, and, and stuff like that and kind of in a way it's like we had it already but at the same time it's mm -hmm. new you know like a, a new area new field and stuff like that and i can see a lot more new jobs opening up with that because of vr still kind of like spreading its wings yeah. Stages, and, yeah and uh it's cool it's, it's totally out of my realm i guess you know but um yeah i can see a lot more new jobs opening up for that and maybe next thing is is the uh mm -hmm. you know maybe a suit that that changes the temperature and stuff where you're in your vr and what you're looking at or, or all the feeling and you know if you're playing a video game and someone shoots you it like pinches you or hurts you in that spot mm -hmm. that'd be interesting to see where that goes yeah the design definitely is moving deeper and deeper into to the digital landscape for real uh actually adobe just came up with a new software that actually let designers design stuff for vr and ar right. now or you can put it in an environment and people can interact with it, you know, in the VR space. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Wow. Uh, Arturo, you know, thank you for, you know, being here and having a nice conversation with, with us. I don't know if you want to let us know about anything else that well, you're working on that you, you would if you like to reach me, you us to know website, and the viewers to know and where people can reach A-R-T-U-R-O-C-O-R-T-E-Z.com. Projects right now, the only main project that I'm working on right now is with you, and that's going to be kept secret until um 
until we want to let you guys know. You'll find out later, hopefully. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, Bricks, uh, anything yeah, you're you working reach on? Me, or Bricks, though, can you tell the people here how to reach you? What am I working on? I'm working on a bunch of things, but not nothing anybody needs to know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mind your business, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>